Hello and welcome to How to Stay Married So Far. Some commentators have said we need to get to the subject much quicker and not have these long rambling intros. Sorry, we're quite rambling. Yes, I did. Let's ramble. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're just listening to us on the podcast, you won't know that behind me, I have the most beautiful Christmas tree, but you can see it on YouTube, can you not? You can. Let me do film it. And I've just taken a baseball cap off and it's left my hair with hat hair. Um, so, today... Oh, by the way, guys, if you listen to this on iTunes, please do like and subscribe. It just means that it's really nice for us when we go there and look at it, and it's just really cool. Yeah. Um, Nadia's got that shark, unfocused stare. So if you're not listening on iTunes, go to YouTube, and you can be as frightened as I am right now. You're all right. What are you focused on? What do you mean? Why do you always so ask me what I'm Well, no, they're, they're, the, they're the eyes of a shark before it goes in for the bite. You know, the eyes roll back into the head and the third row of teeth comes out and they savage you. So the topic today is actually on the recommendation of someone on um, iTunes, actually, reacting to our podcast, asking if we could do something on affairs. And I had a look through our back catalogue of podcasts and we felt we'd done this. But how do relationships cope with affairs? Can... I suppose relevant to us is, would our marriage survive either one of us having an affair? Well, why don't you go back to when you had an, had affairs before and then you can see, and then you can talk about how it impacted on your relationship. Did anyone else hear the sound of the ping pong ball being hit back across the table? No, because I haven't had affairs, so oh. I don't know, but you've had experience of having an affair and I should think for the listener that would be really interesting. Yes, yeah, so what was the question again? Well, you ask the question. No, no, no. Can a relationship survive oh, affairs? Well, okay. Can a relationship survive affairs? Well, I suppose one of the most... Well, I don't want to talk about the details of who, but one of the most sort of substantial and substantive relationships I had did end. Not really because of an affair I'd had, because it was a two-week, maximum four-week, on-and-off dalliance. Okay. Let's pause you there. Okay. Definition of an affair. Well, that's a very good question, which I wanted to ask you, but I thought you'd, you'd kind of... I'll knock that back to you. What is the definition of an affair? Mark, honest <laughs> to God, that was so David Brent. <laughs> I am literally cringing. God, that's like that guy once that said, let's put it into the media microwave and see if it goes <laughs> Hang on. Oh, no, don't, Mark. No, it's so embarrassing. What is it, monkey tennis? I hope the kids don't see that. Oh my God, is it that bad? Oh yeah, it was really oh, right. Let's Let's go. It's and time... then I can pop it back to you, it's really time... bad. I wasn't saying it like that though. No, but it but was is really it times bad. like this that I wish we could edit these things? Can we, should we just stop it and edit it? No. Oh, all right. Um, well, you're right. I, I don't know what a definition of an affair is. I, for you me... just did one pong too many. One ping too many. Okay, all right. All right. It's like having you, chas, a bit too short. All right, I've got humiliated enough. All right, okay, I've got odd socks on as well. Um, <laughs> it, it's an important question because what is an affair? I suppose we have clear... And I suppose it's important because you immediately went into... Definitions. Well, it wasn't this, it was wasn't that. Wasn't this, it wasn't that, absolutely. And, and well, let's look at a few things that, they, that an affair isn't. A one-night stand is a one-night stand. Mm. It's where you have a fling, you do something, mm. and you can have systematic one-night stands with different people, which suggests it's a more profound problem than it just happening once. But a one-night stand is what it is. Yeah, why did I call it a dalliance? I suppose, for me, I wonder if an affair, a full-blown affair, is about falling in love with someone else as well as being in a relationship and it having all of those other components, which is sex. So does is... it have to be falling in love? Well, no, or could it... it be a continued... 
uh, for me, an affair is a continued relationship mm. um, with deceit. Right. And, um, yeah, a double life. A double it doesn't life. have to have love. No, I, true. I no, 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 you're absolutely right. It doesn't have to have love. Okay. Um, but I suppose it is something that's consistent and it's something and it's something that's but it's something that's desired. It might just be for sex, it might just be for love, it might be just for the illicitness of it. It might so but you can see somebody have an affair without sex. Yeah, I think some people can have affairs where they don't feel that a part of their heart's being sort of you know, satisfied or heard and they perhaps reach through sex for someone else. And that that relationship, they find something quite sustaining in that. But at the same time, they can perhaps still have love and affection for what it is they have at home with their family. Is it only infidelity when it's when there's sex involved then? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. Is it only infidelity? Yeah, I guess it is. I mean, is, I suppose I'm could you have of, a, could you have a platonic affair? Yeah, I'm thinking of could you know because there will These be are people great out questions, there. Questions, by the way. There could be people out there that do feel that they've lost their husband or their wife to somebody else and yet there isn't any sex involved very true but they're excited and interested and entertained and want to spend time with mm. that person they might mm. not necessarily want to have sex with them mm. but they might and that friendship or relationship could possibly be happening very very in vision with the partner witnessing it and how difficult that is i suppose you know sometimes that happens within families doesn't it where perhaps a partner could look at their wife and think, God, they get such sustenance and enjoyment from everyone other than me and the family. Do you know what I mean? So I can see what you're saying. You could, you know, someone could be having essentially something satisfied in them emotionally, which normally you'd get from the relationship or marriage, but they're getting it from someone without having any sex at all. I mean, I think that's a less frequent Okay, so we've, so we've got a clear idea now of what an affair is. No. It is, it is a continued deceit Seat. involving sex. Yeah with somebody outside of, of the relationship. Yes. Now, you gave the time of two weeks, so that two wasn't- Two to four weeks. And that, so you, what happened with you wasn't an affair, what was it? A dalliance. Oh, a dalliance. <laughs> that sounds so much nicer, doesn't it? Well, no, because I never at any point in what happened there did I think for a minute that I wanted to have a long-term relationship with the person. Right. Okay, so now we've got another caveat to what right. affair is. You also have to be thinking that you want a long-term... Well, no, something. even if it's a long-term affair, even if it's like you're... Because I think a lot... Well, what do you think, Subs? I think a lot of affairs emerge or roll out of perhaps a friendship or relationship or something that no one was expecting to happen. I don't think necessarily everyone goes into... You know, a lot of affairs happen by accident. And the reason... Not, not all of them... But I think the reason they end up becoming really contorted and complicated is the people involved in it don't want to upset anyone involved in it. And so the deceits get more embedded. I can think of many examples of, of male partners who've done something. They thought that it was fun, a fun, bit of fun on the side. It's gone on for a bit too long and they don't know how to extricate themselves from it because actually they don't want to leave their partner. Okay, so this is about infidelity this this podcast so right. we so we we've now got lots of different kinds of infidelity yeah. we've got an affair which i think we're both clear now on yeah. what that means we've got a dalliance <laughs> yeah. we've got a one night stand yeah we've got an accidental affair yeah we've got i mean we've got loads of different yeah so do you feel they should going. all sit under one umbrella and we've got a one night set so we start with the one night stand and then everything <coughs> increases from that mm. So well, no. I think you could go from sexting. I do believe that so all of those problems. I think 
I think there's the chance of many relationships surviving any one of those mm. commutation computations. Yeah. Commutations. Permutations of infidelity. Mm. I don't think that all kinds of infidelity immediately mean the end of a relationship. Right. I think when you're younger, like when I was young, you'd be like, oh God, I wouldn't take, oh no, the first minute anyone would be unfaithful to me, they'd be out the door, they'd be mm. this, they'd be that. Mm. But I think it changes as you get older and it changes as you are in a longer term relationship and you become less judgmental, less black and white, less um, my way or the highway, hopefully. Mm. One learns that they're like you, like it sounded like I was trying to set you in, to a bear trap with all those questions I felt about, like a bear trap about was being all put the different me. permutations. Mm. But I think that those all, all those different um, actions do, in a way, are very different mm. and would affect a relationship in very different ways. But not for everybody. Right. For some people, the smallest of flirtations would damage their love too much for a, a person text, and that would be it yeah seeing a text or, a or message. seeing pornography right. or seeing that their partner mm, yeah. is i mean yeah. a lot of people when i talk to yeah friends of mine or women that i know or conversations that i have with women pornography mm. would absolutely be infidelity really yeah oh yeah What's and it would turn them away from that person i don't feel that i mean that's really interesting. Interesting as well. Interesting as intriguing. I remember being. I don't know if you remember situation years ago when we were in a restaurant. Mm. No, I do. And something vividly. came up on your phone, mm. and somebody that was with us went completely ballistic. Australian. Oh yes, yes, mm. yes, yes. Went completely ballistic, and it was obviously her carrying her stuff from uh... something that happened to her, and I remember being very shocked. Yeah. But you had this on your phone. Which I had sent as a joke. Well, whatever the reason, let's stay grey. Let's keep I that a grey... as a joke. Let's keep that as a grey area. Okay. We should do porn. No, no, no I don't mean like do porn, but we should so, maybe talk about so porn. So, I remember being shocked and a bit hurt and a bit worried mm. and I remember all this mix of feelings and we'd all had a few drinks and then this person was really wide well how do you feel I mean this is mm. disgraceful this is this this is that this is you know mm. what does this mean this means he'd be unfaithful this means he's, I mean you probably don't remember the full evening no, I don't, but well I was, don't know I don't remember all of that it was a big no. big drama oh right and I did feel really unnerved by it but then when I calmed down about it all, I just thought, no, it's not the same as yeah. infidelity. I do think men are more driven by Sex. visuals. Right. No, by yeah. By visuals. But also they are more but driven, anyway, potentially more driven so by Because this isn't a podcast about porn and whether, but, mm. but that's one stage. So I can understand why for some people... Yeah. That's the beginning of the end. I mean, imagine if in the first few months or, or any point you suddenly found something on my phone that was extremely pornographic and it was with another man. Would you feel that that was in a way infidelity? Yeah, you would. I, I, no, I'm, not you. You. Me. Don't talk generally. What would you think? Yes, I would have done. I'd have thought, well, what does this say about the person? Is there a certain sort of loose-edged right. um, 
uh, morality around this? Is it? Can, can, do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. yeah, I would. Well, so you can now understand yeah, that yeah, for yeah, some yeah. women yeah. that I've spoken to, that yeah. would be the end of the relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was I, I never thought about it. I would counsel a woman that says that right. to say, if it was my friend and they yeah. came to me and said, oh my God, I'm so upset, I found all this. Obviously, as long as it's not something that mm. would be illegal or awful or, you know. Mm. I would really counsel them heavily. Mm. not to make that a judgment on their relationship with that. And I, I would, you know, really urge them not to finish a relationship or even have a massive row about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Have a discussion about it if it's upsetting you. If a friend of mine came to me and their partner had had a one-night stand, I would also counsel them probably in that direction. Right. I don't think it has to be the end of a relationship. I really don't. Right. But what about the argument that if you don't have quite a strong... I mean, the problem with it is, is that how do you have a strong sort of, um, I don't know, drawing of a boundary around, say, a one-night stand without just saying it's over, without also kind of inferring it's okay. Not okay, but that, you know, there's the, the potential to always, by staying with anyone after any kind of, let's call it a dalliance from one-night stand to a fair if you tolerate it at all, are you somehow allowing for the prospect of it to happen again? Not in a like opportunistic way by I the person. Think okay. So if you take the two of us, how long have we been together now? Sixteen years. Yeah. Um, we've got a very good relationship. Not always easy. Sometimes no. it's a real fucker. Sometimes it's the boring tedium of just trying to get on with the relationship. Sometimes. It's amazing. Sometimes it's just good. It's many, many parts to a good relationship. And mm. I think we've got all those parts. Mm. We worked really hard at our relationship. We have children who would be utterly heartbroken if we split up. We've got businesses together. We've got... Would we really, one way or the other, if we had... It's difficult because I think that Say, for instance, you went out and you got drunk. Mm. Okay. Now, you are you were always a player. You were mm. somebody that was always unfaithful. Mm. You might say that I should never have married somebody that was always unfaithful because yeah, yeah, yeah. he always been unfaithful, so he could be unfaithful again. Mm. But I actually don't believe that. I think mm. I certainly wasn't in that way of thinking that I'm going to change him and he's going to be good for me. I, I didn't. So I that. have changed. But I was very much in, the, in our relationship at the beginning, I thought if he does anything, then we will end. I will end it mm, because mm. that is who he's shown me already. He mm, is mm. so he's got one strike. And if you'd done it, you would have been out. Mm. But now, if you were to have a one night stand, I would see that as you um, relapsing in the same way that you would relapse in alcohol. So, if you relapse with alcohol you would get one strike. You would still have one chance with me, one. Right. Because it is incredibly difficult to stay sober. Jake, do you want to go down the pub? <laughs> um, but isn't but that if I gave you that chance yeah. and you took that chance again, then it's over. Finito. I yeah. wouldn't throw away our whole relationship and all break all our children's hearts if you made that mistake. Now, that's not to say that it might fundamentally for the rest of time change the way I well, that, feel about that was you I was gonna mention and that. damage us it would definitely damage us definitely mm, damage us mm. there's no two ways about that mm. and the trust would be gone and whether it could ever be gotten back I don't know but just I wouldn't be like I was 20 years ago would have gone oh, that's it it's over in a sort of much younger 
sensibility. Well, let me let you get a little sort of perspective on the low self-esteem of, say, the serial one-night stander, which I, I was. Um, because it's interesting, as you said that just then, if I was to, say, get drunk and go off and have a one-night stand, you would see Or even as, not get drunk. Or not get drunk, yeah, but you would see it as a kind of relapse. And I think you would be right. It would be like, I call them an emotional hernia. You know, it would be a kind of an eruption into something that's not what I wanted. But isn't that interesting that you should say that? Because I know that if you were to have any form of dalliance affair or whatever, I automatically assume that would be more fundamentally meaningful because of who you are and what you're like and what your past's been. So therefore, if you were to... And so in, in that strange way, that kind of informed a lot of those jealous years of my worry that, well, if she does this, that's it. Because fundamentally, I'm the dirty piece of shit who's done all this in the past and I can't control myself. Whereas she's a very boundary, moral individual who, if she was to turn to someone else, whether it be for sex or for love or for comfort or whatever it was, she would have much preferred to have got that there. And it's more, it must mean something to her in, in a much more meaningful way. And, and isn't it weird that there's that distinction even between how I could imagine either of us having an affair or a dalliance or a one night stand or whatever like that, because... I just think it's always easier to imagine yourself having an affair than somebody else. Mm. And I do think... I know it's really sexist. I know it's really sexist and it's probably rooted in something. I do think that's a very male perspective. What? Which one? That a, ma that a man can, can um, in a different way, not all, of course, because there's plenty of scoundrel women out there that would just have affairs and break people's hearts mm. and lie and cheat and all of that. Many are not. And, and I'm sure there's going to be some men listening to us now that that's happened to. So I'm not saying mm. across the board. And I think women are just as capable... Of, of, of double playing in the way that men are. But I do think, I do think generally men tend to think that if a woman does it, it's much more, it means much more, it's much more devastating, it's much more Oh, I see whatever. what you mean, it's a sort of... Whereas yeah, men, it could yeah. be a mistake and they just wanted sex. Well, could it be a mistake that a woman just wanted sex and she just, you know, mm. she just... Yes, I mean all those things are possible. I'm going to make all a... those things are possible with all all relationships. I'm going to and take... what makes Sorry. a relationship mm. meaningful and why it is such a dangerous thing to do to play with these possibilities and like risk it as some people do is you never know what you might lose forever mm. and then once it's lost you know forever means forever, doesn't it? All relationships go through parts or patches where there's a component in it that doesn't mean that the, you don't love each other, that doesn't mean that you don't feel for each other, but for whatever purpose, you're two individuals. If you think about the achievement of staying together as two individuals, staying at the same level of desire, it's an enormously, it's an enormously stressful thing to demand of two people. It's yeah. enormously difficult. But that is what marriage is, mm. isn't it? You have said somewhere, I'm going to commit to this, however mm. fucking hard it is, however much I might just, want to just not be in it however much everything could look greener somewhere mm. else with somebody else's relationship a good relationship isn't necessarily just a good relationship a good relationship mm. is about sticking through it even when it's bad so yeah that is totally the challenge the challenge is ticking along together when you drive each other fucking mad and do you think women or men do you think women are more trustworthy than men
I don't, I don't more think dependable. I think Generally, just because women, the, well, just nurturers. just by nature that you have the baby and you have yeah, to look yeah, yeah. after the baby and you have to stay home and you have to. I think just we're conditioned more that we're more faithful. I think by the fact that Mother Nature decided that we would lose our sexual hormones at a certain age when men wouldn't mm. also determines a lot. Well, I, I think, think it it's grossly pressure. unfair. I think if if men's hormones dropped out of the bottom of the floor like women's do, there would be an outcry and there would be millions and billions of pounds being spent on why them. they should lose their sex drive, their right. skin elasticity, their shining hair, their bone density, all that we have to go through. No, I know. So I think because of that, and it's not the same for everyone in menopause, not everyone's um, libido does change, but it is a thing. But I and think... I do feel, I was having this conversation the other day with somebody, oh God, yeah, I remember. And um, she was talking about the differences between her libido and her, picking carefully, because we've got children, and her husband's libido. And actually, there was a group of us, and um, she was saying how difficult it is, and she makes a point of setting aside time so that they have time, knowing what I mean. And another friend that was with us said, but why, why should you have to? You don't want to have it. Why mm. should you have to? Mm. And I actually think that that's grossly unfair on men that don't have the awful, awful thing that mm. is menopause. Mm. And, you know, when, if, 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 you, if you think back, women listening that might have gone through some menopause, before menopause, when libido was just something that was just mm. there and it was one of the free wonderful gifts of mm. life, and it was men, would, if somebody had said to you, right, you can't have that anymore... How would you have felt about it? And they were all sitting around the table going, oh, God, yeah, you're right, you're right. You, I said you wouldn't have had it and you wouldn't have accepted but it. But that's my point. But so I do think in later life, mm. when some people's libido has completely gone and they are expecting mm. their partner to just put up with that, is that through sickness and through health? Is that the right of that because where in the marriage vows if we go mm. to actual marriage vows does it say and that you're you will satisfy the libido until the end no, of your absolutely, days absolutely no and i think and i think what you raise there in a much more sort of indirect way is exactly what i was driving at because i think there's an assumption or a suggestion or a belief in some communities that either you put up put up and shut up or it can be quite a sort of dismissible sort of dart to say, well, men just, it's just a primal urge or a primal need. And men can quite quickly at a certain point be reduced to nothing other than it. When in fact, you know, for me, the thought, I think a lot of men and, and women go through real crises at the midlife point where both their bodies are going through changes. Women go through the more obvious ones. And then, you know, a lot of sort of infidelities do happen there because of the confusion and a sudden shift mm. And it can be quite sudden, mm. a sudden shift in intimacy. Or, well, and or... also, you know, men more so than women do see sex as love. Well, so if they're not, if their partner isn't having mm. sex with them as much as they want to, then they don't feel, I think they don't right, feel I love. I think they don't just see it as love. I, I, I don't no, think no, I'm they not see... saying just. No, no. But it is the way it's a major that, barometer they, for that they men. feel loved. Yeah, it's a barometer for men. Whereas women tend to, if they feel loved... 
mm. then their libido, you know. But that's so that's one kind of an affair when people have changed and yes. But what about the kind of affair where somebody just wants to just have the excitement and just wants to just never really let go of also being a bit single? Yes. That to me. Yeah. Completely unforgivable. Right. Relationship breaking. Right. Over. Well, yes, you asked the question, why are you in a relationship then? Or why have you yeah. settled down with someone? Or why? I mean, I never really understand that. What was that series we saw with Tony Collette where suddenly she wanted to kind of go off and have all sorts of fun? No. I mean, I don't... I don't. Well, under- no, but then you don't want to be married anymore. Well, precisely. That's That's we pre- had a really interesting one on the show the other day, uh, which we were debating, and it was a woman that had written into a problem page, and she said... Um, she got married and within a couple of weeks she started an affair with one of her exes mm. and she'd had that affair for two months and then she realised how stupid she was, how much she loved her husband, ended the affair. Right. And then, um, you know, and he's now very, very happy and she loves her husband, but she's torn to pieces with guilt and feels she should tell him. Mm. And... My, and we were all talking about what would our advice be to her, and my advice would have been to her. Because everyone was going, I mean, I think it's disgusting. Mm. She has an affair, and, you know, she, she was married. What was she thinking? Mm. She obviously ra- married the wrong person. I don't think that's necessarily the case. Mm. I think sometimes, because this is another kind of affair, people can commit and then get shit scared that they've committed shit scared Mm. it's a very very frightening thing to say i'm going to be with somebody for the rest of my life now i think i'm quite lucky because when i said that with you i said that but i'm actually quite an in the day person Mm. so i never had that point when we got married i thought god for the rest of my life i didn't think like that i thought Mm. today this is good and today but i can imagine for some people they get that cold fear where they go the rest of their life is mapped out oh my god so Mm. she goes off with this ex who she thought was the bee's knees, has this affair, obviously unfinished business in her head, and goes, oh, well, actually, no, it was wrong. I am with the right person. Mm. So she now has a really good marriage. I think it said she was with him now two years or whatever. And um, and all, all of the women, I think, was it all of the women? Maybe there was one person, I can't remember. All of the women said the same thing. And I was really surprised. Everyone said... Well, what would be the point? Of- oh, no, no. Two people said she should tell him. Mm-hmm. I and somebody else said she shouldn't tell him. Well, because her telling him was about his guilt. Oh, that was the other thing she said. I know he really loves me. Finding out? And it will break in. It will break his heart. But there's always the risk of someone finding out. Now, without, again, layer. without unpacking the details of my own experiences, I'd made a decision that I'd made a mistake and I had decided to double down back on the relationship that I had had a dalliance away from. In the process of doing that, I aggravated and irated the person I'd had the dalliance with and a whole series of sequences that was very, very not dissimilar to uh, EastEnders in its narrative play out. Uh, occurred in which the choice was essentially taken away from me to be able to conceal the fact that I'd had this dalliance. Now, to this day, uh, an old friend of mine once said, you could have still lied. You know, the evidence, so-called evidence, that you'd had an affair wasn't so compelling that you couldn't have still lied your way out of it. And I didn't feel I could. Nice person. I know. At a certain point, I just thought, no, I don't know if I could. But there is... you've got to live with it. Well, because you've got to live with it. And I think, but what Mm. what I didn't cater for was, yes, there's the living with it if you've lied. And that will feed its way into all sorts of other issues of Mm. drinking too much, a lack of intimacy, guilt, shame, all those kind of things. But then there was the additional thing that we tried to do. We tried to stay together once, you know, they'd found out. But they were so 
grief, they were so heartbroken. They were so heartbroken. They could not overcome mm. the heartbreak. And that for me is, is something that I'll carry with me for the rest of my life. I know I broke a heart and it, you know, it breaks my heart to know that I did that because you don't want to do that no, to actually so anyone. it's the most painful it's thing. It's the most painful thing. And when you then go through that and then the relationship obviously did buckle and found her and I actually got out of the relationship before I knew I could hurt her again. That's, that was my, I thought this, because the relationship was becoming so loveless essentially, I thought this is it's bound to, it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again at some point. So I thought I need to terminate it as hard as it is so that I don't, because I, I actually vowed I will not do that to you again. And I knew mm. that I, I knew that, that you it, would. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, and so in that situation, you know, it's all well and good to say we'll keep it quiet. And then that contingent of an affair being secret, well, of course, when an affair isn't secret, generally it's crunch time. Can you stay together or not? Yeah. And I don't know if any relationship can survive an affair. Well, it's a good point. And maybe I was wrong in what I thought because I was thinking you're wanting to tell him mm. because you are feeling so guilty and you can't cope with the guilt. Mm. But you're going to break his heart and break up your relationship, a relationship that has the potential to be... But maybe you're right. Maybe once you have told that kind of a lie, there isn't mm. any potential for the relationship because of how it's going to, how it's going to infiltrate everything that you are. Yeah. I don't know. And then, then that, I think bringing it back to how we would cope with that, I think we come back to the situation that... I think it's an interesting circular kind of point that, like you say, if I did it, it would be seen as a sort of aberration because I'd have to be profoundly unhappy to want to sort of seek... I still think society looks looks more harshly on women that have an affair. I think you're absolutely They're right. in a marriage with children than they do with men. Yeah. And I think that's... Wrong. I think that's wrong. But I also, I don't think all affairs are as evil as all affairs. Yes. There's always terrible pain. But I think there are some people that just scurriously lie and cheat and get a buzz out of it. And, just, mm. and there are some people that are caught in very tricky situations. Mm where they're not feeling loved and they're not happy in that relationship, but they don't want to break it up. Then there's the people that just haven't got the damn courage to break it up. You know, there's all kinds of And what different... about the people who repeatedly do it just when they get drunk? You know, you, you, I mean, I remember having friends whose girlfriends and, and female friends whose boyfriends just, well, I was one of them. Every time they got drunk, something would happen. And you'd be like... Oh, that's so awful. You know... Why? So... Why do people have no control once they're drunk? It's weird, isn't it? I think they must want it before they've got drunk and then they've got drunk to allow themselves to do it. In order to, to sort of take the kind of choice away from themselves. It wasn't me, it was the booze. Well, there you go, guys. That was kind of rich and entertaining and yeah, interesting. Yeah, we will have to cut that bit out in the middle because every bloody newspaper will pick that up. Which bit? I can't say it again. Oh, right. Okay. There's going to be a trim in the middle because I said something I shouldn't have said. Like, big time. Oh, okay. It's the one line you cannot say without it going God, you're going to forever everywhere. wonder what that comment was. Maybe in the future we'll talk about it, but I have to clear it with our kids. Bloody hell. Okay. <laughs>